0: Going. hey everyone welcome to episode 114 of the live free and diet hard podcast uh, i got uh my pal luca host of our back and i'm andrew coates your host and luca's definitely creeping up on uh probably brian cron's record for most appearances ever on the podcast uh, let's we, go
1: there's never too many
0: never too many <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a function <laughs> of our time is the big day and we recently turned the tables that you had beyond the Vigor life podcast which was epic so anybody wants that send me a message i'll send it to you um I'm glad to see you got that one going back. I just listened to Ben Bruno one, and I'm listening to Ben talk about all this shit, and I'm like, man, like Ben's philosophies are all my philosophies. Like, And I think it's stuff that, A, Ben's influenced me, but I think it's just stuff you figure out. So anyway, guys, go listen to Luca's shit, too. And uh, you're the perfect person to have on right now, because I really just want to do a deep dive into the concept of developing a personal brand. So I'll preface it a little. So our pal, John Goodman, he recently shared a post, a, a quote, and I loved it, from a guy named Tim Stoddard. He said, without a personal brand, you chase opportunities. With a personal brand, opportunities come to you. The difference is night and day. Build one and find out for yourself. And then simultaneously, I've been doing a big dive into Alex Hormozy stuff. And you were speaking on the same stage as Hormozy at Coaching Con in April, uh, Jason Phillips' event. And I'll be there hanging out. And he's been explaining his effort to build a powerful personal brand and and leverage it like Naval, he's a big Naval Ravikant fan, uh, leverage uh, the concept of media as leverage. And it sort of crystallized something that I've been doing actively building social media and other elements of brand the last few years. And It was just a perfect framework. So let's start here. Uh, we know there's a ton of coaches, tons gym owners who live in obscurity. They work hard, they like, they're doing great, but they've never ever leaned into growing the brand. Why did you why did you build this brand and what what is different? What opportunities has it opened up for you?
1: Um, I think, well, first I, I got to kind of look back and, you know, connect the dot. You know how to say you can connect the dots looking backwards, but you can't do it looking forward. So that's, that's kind of where I'll go with this. Um, and, you know, you want to, I think that even when you do things locally. So when I started, you know, with obviously training in the gym my, I I knew, like, I I can even remember, I was like, locally, I I want everybody to know me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want people to be like, man, if I want to transform my body, if I want to improve my performance, like, this is where I go, right? So, I think that even that target and that intent is building a brand. Now, at the, the time, at the time where I started doing that, you know, we had, what, at most email, you know, I mean, when I opened the gym, there was no Facebook there. I mean, there was really nothing social media based, right? But guess what? Um, This is actually a topic of a lot of what I'll be speaking about this year. Um, You know, a a big kind of overarching theme is going to be content that sells. But what what is the first piece of content that sells? People don't think about this, by the way, right? It's me. Like if me and you meet and I talk to you and I give you valuable content, like person to person, I'm selling, I can sell you stuff, right? I'm giving you so much valuable content. I'm like, Hey, by the way, if you'd like to train with me for three VIP sessions for whatever, right? That's content. That's I'm giving you content. So for me at the beginning, brand was lunch and learns. Brand was setting up my own seminars and workshops at my gym. It's like, Hey, you don't want to put me on stage. You know what? I'm going to spend 20 hours putting a presentation together and then do an hour and a half on nutrition an hour and a half on mobility and how to, you know, how to lift and, And essentially, you know, that was building brand and it was building it locally. So I I think that that's where I caught the bug and not just caught the bug. And it made me realize that after a while, people were like, hey, you know, my friend went to your thing. He said it was awesome. So I came here and I'm trying to figure out if it's the best gym for me. Right. So, uh, again, when you look at it as a principal level, uh, you know, later on when I've done a lot of work with digital marketer, uh, their courses, their masterminds, uh, you know, lab and all that stuff. And. Ryan Dice says something, and that's when I connected the dots, right? This was quite a while ago. And he said, Look, brand is really four different things. It's making people laugh, making people cry, making people feel, and giving people value in advance. And to me, the you know, number four is like the most important one, right? Give value in advance, making people feel I think is important. And the way that you do that is you educate you entertain and you inspire right those are the three ways that you you essentially build brand and you know at the beginning i didn't know it but because i was like hey i want everybody to know me that's brand it's people talk about you but then with the advent of social media it was you know some of it was kind of like almost uh not, not not necessarily accident but you know I would, I would just go start posting videos on youtube or on facebook of workouts, things that I was doing. And I, was, I wasn't I was as confident in front of the camera. So it wasn't as educational uh, on video. But nonetheless, you know, like people would still see it. The numbers weren't as big or low. But look, to me, okay, the whole personal brand thing, like now when we talk about it, when we talk about it on this show, I think it's, it's powerful because from the get-go, if you're a coach and you're in your year one, year two, year three of your career, or if you're year eight but you haven't really done this, I think it's very powerful for you to hear this, right? Because, look, you, you don't have to, uh, it's not an either or, you know, curve. it's and, right? Like at, at the foundational level, you have to deliver great results to your clients. You have to be a great person, right? You have to get that results and retention and referrals. And, but from there, it doesn't mean that because you're doing that, well, you can't create uh, content. You can't create a video. You can't
0: write a post. That That's bullshit. I, I know you got something to say, so I want you to, got to say, because it's going to bring it all home. It, a lot of what you just described is being of service at the heart of all this other stuff. And I had this conversation with Krista Scott Dixon recently. So little teaser last episode, I revealed two of the speakers of Evolve Canadian strength symposium for October. Uh, You're part of my lineup. So Luca's in now and Krista Scott Dixon is one of my through. and Chris and I were talking about this stuff and sh- I said something. She grabbed on it, and she said about being of service. So I'm actually going to build out a big presentation. I don't know when I'll use it on being of service versus this rush for status and celebrity and following. And you like at the heart of everybody, like Ben Bruno. You just talked to Ben Bruno. What you've done in your career, everybody that we know, Don Saladino, great example. It's all rooted in being of such dedicated service to others that you've just been good at documenting and building around and developing relationships to where people just showed up to support and the brand formed around that and I think that's the mistake and the hurry coaches are in and they're missing that part is they just want the status element and I had your your boy Krebs I had Krebs on the podcast first time and he was great we talked a little bit about this and it's a concept I've been really on lately it's like I see so much status seeking behavior it's like but but you're missing the point we do this because we're being of service to other people. So back if from- you Yeah, no, I'm
1: it's a great point because I mean, I just hope that we say it enough every time that we have a conversation, whether it's on a podcast or whether it's speaking in front of people that you know that I would say the coaches and just any I, I would say any person that has a service business, a small business, whatever it may be, that you you that your dopamine comes from creating useful, valuable work. Right. So like get it attached to where when you create something you're proud of, right? Whether it's a video, a post, uh, a carousel, an email that you wrote, a blog post that you created, a mini workshop that you did, that your dopamine comes from doing work that you put in effort and it was useful rather than how many likes it got, rather than how many people commented. Because at the beginning, you're you're not going to get a lot. You're just not, you know, and it might take months, a year, years. I mean, I would probably say like, look at the long term, but if you can go, you know what? I'm really proud of that piece of work. And you, and you feel good about that. That's all that matters. And you buy into this process because I can't tell you how long it took, you know, for things to get rolling a long time, like a long time. Right. And, but the thing is, once it does, it's always all worth it. So you might as well enjoy the journey. And again, you know, it's it's very easy to listen to a show and just be like, ah, Fucking here they are. These guys just you know dropping cliche fucking the taglines. And it's like, look, man, like if you get enough people that you look up to or you think they have done great work, say the same thing and it sounds cliche. There's 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 something behind it, right? And certain things, even right now, you know, I did the podcast for four, four to five years, took a pause. Uh, you know, I'm back on it. And it's like, you know, I'm gonna be at a, episode 140, 150 soon. You know what? All I give a shit about every week is like, hey, let me put out a great episode that when somebody listens to it, they get a lot of value from it, right? That's it. I, that's the main thing that I want to do. I put up a post. I'm like, hmm, what's going to be valuable? Like that's that's still my thought process. Then, you know, what tends to happen somewhere along the way, and I know, Andrew, you you know this because this is how it's happened for you where somebody goes like, dude, I love your stuff. Would love to have you speak, right? Hey, uh, man, I've been been following you. Love what you're doing. Would you come out, like, you know, and these things can be bigger things. Like I'm, you know, I'm not announcing anything until it's not official, but there's a big company that, you know, that, that, that is worth a B, not an M, but a B that I will, you know, have a brand ambassadorship with them this year. Uh, and it it literally started by like, Hey, we've been following you for years. Would you come speak at our event? You know? And then from there it was like, Hey, people loved you. Uh, the very useful content, very valuable, and you went above and beyond. Hey, would you get on a podcast? Hey, would you do this? Hey, hey, listen, like we, we want to do an, uh, an ambassador thing with you. And like, you know, again, it wasn't, I wasn't sitting at home like, ha ha ha, listen, I'm going to get this company. Like, no, it's like, you just do great work. Now, I want to run this back a little bit to something that Ben said in my podcast. And then not only like you said it, Ben said it, you know, when I was talking to Jason Brown, when I was like, almost every person I talked to I said, Ben, you know, tell me a little bit about the social media aspect of it. He's like, dude, if I wasn't training people, I don't know, like, like that's, I just post about the things that I do because that's why I think social media has done well because I just, I post about the things that I do. Right. And for me, it's the same thing. It's like, I have unlimited content because I mean, I was, I, I you know, I subbed for one of my coaches. I was up, I was at the gym at five o'clock this morning. You know, I stopped working last night at midnight. At home because I had to do a bunch of work, but it was like, hey, I'll stuff for you. Cool, I'm a team player. I coached 5:30, coached 6:30. Had a phone call. Rugby guy, rugby players came in. Forwards, boom. Now backs. Now I'm on a podcast. Then I got a call with a VBT company. Then I'm coaching Kaisa. Then I got another. Right, I'm like I have stuff to talk about because I'm always doing shit. So I think this is what's really really important to understand that like when you are actually in the real world doing stuff and you share the things that you're doing right then you always have valuable content because that's your audience that's the people you're helping you know hormones he talks about this all the time it's like look like it's not theoretical it's like why did his stuff explode well cuz he's building businesses he's doing the sales he's doing the marketing he has the the proof of concept in, right and so you got to be careful about this you know at least look this is my opinion and in my experience when you're making shit up and you're like well I'm going to be on social media I'm going to put this stuff out and all it is is theory that's why i think it gets it gets stuck unless you're a researcher and that's what you do and like hey i research here's the studies we're doing right but like share what you actually do right and the more that you do the more you'll have to share let me repeat that okay the more that you do the more you get to share because you have more experiences to share and this is part of the reason why i riff so much on like look if you want to be in a top 5%, 1% of this industry to not like want to coach as much as possible in the first five years, it's kind of wild to me, right? Because the thing is you like, if the, if you're coaching a lot, whether it's groups, one-on-ones, whatever you choose to do, right? Like you're going to always have like content to share because there's nothing, your clients are your, your, I mean, essentially your muses in some way, if you think about it, right? But that's it, you know? And Once you connect those two dots and look, even if it's like, I don't, you know, let's not even go into the minutiae and whatnot, but go like, look, if you're training five people a day, five days a week, six days a week, right? You got 25 one-on-ones or you got, you know, 30, 40 semi-privates that you're coaching a week. Oh my Lord. Like you got, you got so much stuff that you can constantly share about what you're doing.
0: Everything I do, speaking engagements, like the stuff I've been teaching uh, at these talks about brand development, career development, it's literally been the path. Of my experience a lot of the social media stuff comes from shit that my clients say or the stuff that i'm like oh shit that's good i gotta write that down come back to it later i just put out a program free on my email newsletter i finally had a lead magnet like all the shit we do sometimes we just get behind on important shit, yeah. and this is just programming push pull legs program whole bunch of detail whole bunch of film videos but it's just the stuff i've done with clients that works and i've got another one that i'm super excited about i'll actually send it to you when it's done and it's, I mean, I'm comfortable saying this because I'm pretty sure it'll get published there, but for Kabuki strength. So my pal, Daniel, he's uh, director of educational content there. So we talked about this and it's an article built around, um, cross education. It's the neurological, uh, strength and muscle sparing effect. If you've got an immobilized limb and there's a whole bunch of research on this, where if you train the other limb, it mm-hmm. like, spares the muscle spares the strength better than if you just sit on the couch and do nothing. And I've trained so many people with torn biceps and broken ankles and in casts on various different stuff. And this is all the stuff I've done with them over the years. I got a guy right now, he's got a broken bone in his wrist that he needs surgery repaired, can't load it, can't get in with the doc. So everything's one arm pushes and presses and a lot of safety bar shit. That's all in the program because I've done so much of it and it goes heavy in the research. And this thing, honestly, I want every coach to have this because it's going to be a playbook for here's what to do because you're going to have people you work with athletes. How often are you still training those people, despite the fact dude, that well, sure. my arms in a cast? For I, six weeks. Listen,
1: I got like you know. As you're bringing this up, I had a a kid that I'm training. Mom's like, "Hey, broke his Uh, He's out for six weeks." I'm like, "No, he's not. Bring him in. Other uh, arms working." I'm like, "Your legs are completely free. Heavy sleds, forward, backward, reverse lunges. I mean, look, a million different things." And if you, but again, you 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 like you said it. How many people and scenarios have you had like that, dude? I had a pro baseball player that had a surgery on his wrist. And he was like, man, we won't be able to do this. Oh, yeah, we will. I mean, we, and we were able to load it in so many different ways. The guy put on like 11 pounds of muscle in like eight, well, eleven. he put on eight, 11 pounds in like eight, nine weeks. Quality, strength went up. Everything went up. But again, like, how easy is it to talk about when you did it? And while you were doing it, you might have been like, oh, shit, I got to figure this out. How do we do this? How do we do this? But you're in the real world doing it. So now you can write about it, right? All, all day long. Now, actually, you know what? As we're doing this, like, let's, I, I, I want to, I love like given practical value on anything that I'm on. So let's, let's rip because if you, you know, there, there might be a different, there might be a way that you prefer to uh, deliver content right now. Meaning you might be more comfortable writing, right? Than you are being on video. That's, that's a, that's a thing for a lot of people. Nothing wrong with that. I I do think that you should get good on video. You should get good in front of people. I really, really think it's, it's a superpower and it's just going to help you. But if you're not like, Andrew's killed it with like tweet posts, right? On Instagram, fucking killed it, right? And again, he's, it's, they're thoughtful. He probably spends a decent amount of time, at least thinking through, right? And, but the thing is, is like, once again, once you're coaching people a lot, it doesn't take as much time because you got a lot of content from the muse. But so now on social media, he can post that on IG. He can post that on LinkedIn, is now a lot more friendly towards uh, creators. You can post it on Facebook. So you got three areas you can post that on. If you like to write, look, blog posts are not dead. Like you write a killer blog post, there's still, I've, I've just cut down the amount of blogs I read, but the really good ones, I read them a lot. Cause folks will give out, you know, digital marketers are great. They'll be like, hey, here's here's this strategy on how to like repurpose video content like 11 different times with one video. Boom, I'm on it. Like I watched that, I go through it. I'm like, oh, this is great in it, right? So it's giving you a ton of value so you can write content. So perfect example. Andrew wrote an article about how to train folks that have injuries and how you, you could literally go, hey, how to spend your next eight to 12 weeks improving your muscle and strength while you have a broken bone sprain, da, 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 right? There might be a headline for an article. Cool. Write about how you did that with a couple of clients and then send that out in your to your email list, post it on social media. People will read it at the bottom of the blog or in the middle of the blog, like, hey, if you're struggling with an ache and pain but want to see progress, you know, fill out this form, click here, contact me, right? You can do the same thing in DM. So now you're creating valuable content. A person goes through, it's like, shit, man, I've been struggling with my shoulder this whole time and I hate that I'm putting on weight. Man, let me contact this guy, right? And maybe it starts slowly, but all of a sudden you got a couple of leads a month because you wrote an awesome article that's helping people. And all you're doing is sharing something that worked for you in the real world,
0: right? And I think it must've been, it must've popped up on your podcast because I heard it recently again. But and then every once in a while something really wild happens. It's like Joe DeFranco was just writing a whole bunch of this stuff, and Triple H was reading it and then reached out to him. Yes, great example. And worked with him still to this day. Worked with him for years. Eleven years, or twelve years, um, or something like that. Um, Jordan Syatt, famous story where he had written something, and he even says to this day wasn't very good. But there was this one guy who would ask him a question and was like reading it and consuming it. Turns out that guy was Mike Vacanti. And then Mike was ready to hand off Gary Vaynerchuk to someone else. He thought of Jordan, had him apply. Eventually Jordan got that job. Jordan is a quality human being up and down. Has done so much. But training Gary is probably a a key inflection point in his career in terms of how he the content and how he built that brand. Jordan is one of the best examples of leaning into a big personal brand. He's been able to leverage that into, well, the boys just wrote a book. You don't think that nearly a million Instagram followers translated into book sales. You don't think that that's turned into speaking engagements and various other things that have allowed Jordan to build the inner circle. And now guess what? He doesn't have to train anybody or travel to train Gary. He gets to hang out with his wife and his newborn kid. And Jordan is definitely rolling in it. He can do live life on his terms. You got a book coming out soon. It's going to be a lot easier. Our relationship. I'll be pushing that book like crazy when that thing comes out. I can't wait to read that. Love it,
1: man. I appreciate that. And, and look, this is the other thing too. Like if, you know, cause your network grows silently when you create great content. So let me explain what that means, right? That, and I'm sure this happens to you too, where somebody will message me that I'm like, Oh man, like I like their stuff. I follow their stuff, but I don't know them. And they'll be like, Hey, really loved your stuff. Let's connect. I just had, you know, actually the prehab guys just, just hit me up, you know? And uh, we're like, Hey, you know, are you in LA? No, but I'll be in LA this day. Yeah. Well, let's connect. So, <clears throat> My point being is that like the thi- the the seeds that you're planting when you are generous and you're thinking about like, hey, leave it better than you found it. Hey, go above and beyond. Because I think too many times like the thought is if I do this right now and I put a lot of work into it and a lot of effort into it, what do I get back right away? And it's like nothing. I mean you do I, I, what you get what you get right away and what you should understand is that like you to create that piece of content you had to become a better coach, a better writer, a better speaker. You probably have to lean into, you know, maybe being on video and being uncomfortable. So it's it's personal development, that's what it is. And it's that's why it's worth it. But you're planting a seed and just like, you know, an oak tree, man, it needs some time, you know, time to grow, but when it grows, man, you can't move that sucker, right? So it's the same way. Like right now is that, like, I've been planting seeds, you know, three years ago. And today, man, something's the fruit is like, whoo, it's a, it's a, it's a good year, baby. Right. And, but again, if I was like, Oh man, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm, nothing's happening right away. Nothing's happening right away. Fuck it. I'm not going to do it anymore. I've just, I've shot myself in a foot. And it's, there's too much of that going on in an industry where it's like, you want this really quick feedback. And it's like, yo, this is just not how it works. You know like, uh. And it's funny, I was just reading, you know, talking about blogs. Uh, Mike Robertson just wrote a blog and I still read Mike's stuff because it's really good. And, you know, it's like 12, you know, kind of 12, I would say insights for coaches. And like number one is like, it's going to take time, not not months, but like years and most likely decades. And what because you have to learn this stuff and then you have to apply the stuff and see when you apply it is when you're really gaining the wisdom from it. Right. And again, so it, it's the same thing when it comes to like building your brand and when it comes to content that I'm like, give yourself a goal. Like if you're going to write articles, like, hey, write 25 quality articles this year, right? Post a hundred and, you know, well, my bad, like 365 days. Okay. Post 700, you know, 350 to 700 quality posts on, on social media. And you know, you might be like, Oh my God, that's so much, but it's, The thing is that it's really not because you can make two posts a day in 20 minutes, right? Or, you know, maybe at the beginning, it takes you a little bit longer, but you can't tell me that your day is so packed with productivity, right? You're so productive that fucking 14 hours of your day, every second is so productive. It's not true, right? You're not blocking your time out. You're not structuring your time effectively and you leave it like, Oh, I'll get this done when I do all the other stuff. And then you stay busy and you don't do it, but it's, it's crazy not to do and i don't care so if if, if you're a coach and you're like look look i don't care about the money okay bullshit. but it, it's like it because any person that goes like i don't care about the money i'm like uh so tell me what you want to achieve and then they tell you some stuff and i'm like wouldn't money help that like yeah help as many people as possible cool can you help more people with a million dollars or with 10 grand? a million great make a million give it away you know start a challenge. you do, do philanthropy so that's a bullshit answer But it's like, they'll be like, I want to have more impact. Great. Well, listen, I I think you should be in your local community all day long and helping out and this, that, the other. But if if you get a post and that post goes a little bit more viral and 10,000 people see it and it's valuable, like, did you impact more people? Yes. So, okay, if you want to have more impact, you can't tell me that you can't spend four to five hours per week creating quality content and then while you sleep that, that, uh, I would say, content is going to be seen and as you keep building it more and more people are going to see it and there's going to be kind of a snowball effect so if you want money it's going to help you because that's going to get you leads and that's going to get you clients and it might get you sponsorship deals and and it gets you eyeballs and we have to understand that every today eyeballs are everything right because where does advertise advertisers put their ads where there's eyeballs nobody gives a shit like nobody wants to go give you an you know a, a, a sponsorship or go look at your stuff if nobody's looking at it. So that sounds harsh, but it's real, right? So so great content equals eyeballs. Eyeballs equal advertising. Now, that could be another advertiser. Like when now people come to me and they go like, hey, we want you to post this thing. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be a grand for a post. You know what I mean? Or 1,500 bucks for a post, right? But even if they don't pay me, I don't care because I'm going to make my offer, right? It's like, I have eyeballs. Let me promote the stuff I do and I believe in. So you're getting eyeballs so that you can then advertise. But remember, great content equals eyeballs, eyeballs equal advertising, advertising equals lead slash possibly sales. Shitty content means no eyeballs means none of the other stuff, right? So again, whatever it is that you want, I want to make a bigger impact. Great. I'm More eyeballs is better because you can help more people. You know, you want more money. Good. It's going to help you with that, right? Is Again, if you want like legacy and fulfillment, like, I'm doing good work. Great, uh, uh, help more people. Help more fucking people, and like you know what? And, and again, do it. Start by doing it for free. And you have listen to this. This is gonna blow your mind. Okay, all these fucking channels are free. Like you don't have to pay anything for them for now, right? And I'm like, you would be in like you would be literally insane to not go like, yo, I gotta take advantage of this. Right? Like you have these platforms that cost no money, but that can get you reach and can help you spread the word of gospel, whatever your gospel is, and you're not using it. You got you got this megaphone, you got the potential of the megaphone, but you got to put the work in. And to, you know, my buddy Tony Jeffries when I had him on the podcast, he had this great thought process and analogy. He said, Look, he said, the next video or the next thing that you do could be the one that goes viral. And He's like, don't put your, like, don't think of it in a way of like, I'm doing it to go viral, but like, think about it, like, let me make it a little bit better
0: and the next one could go viral. And then you keep thinking that all the time. It's kind of like if you've read the same books I read. So you get these examples of Renaissance painters or famous musicians, Mozart, you name it. And we think, all right, everything they've touched is pure magic, but Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of mediocre stuff. Is just the fact that they did enough stuff that it got them the skills and the the swings the attempts to get a whole bunch of hits to do a bunch of stuff that was just so goddamn good that it stood out every author that we like there's some really magic books and there's a few things that are so so there's musicians all the musicians you love you know that like that album or those songs you're just like man this is bang this is so goddamn good and then there's some filler But you don't get the gems if you don't do the volume of the filler. Now, the hope is you get better over time to the point where there's less of the mediocre stuff. But all of the most famous examples of everything and writing and music and whatever, they produce a lot of like so-so stuff. But the great stuff really just bubbled the surface because of the sheer will to continue showing up without a specific expectation about how any one particular thing is going to do. And, and that's why we remember all these people.
1: Man, listen, I mean, you said it. Look, it it takes time. And uh, the book, The Talent Code, you know, it talks about how was it possible that this incredible slew of artists and sculpture uh, sculptors and, you know, just people that we still remember to this day came out of Florence, which, by the way, is not that far from where I grew up. So it's a little small city in Italy. And it was just insane the amount of, you know, people that came out from there that did so much incredible work. Well, the thing is, when you go back there, this was the time of apprentices, right? And in that phase, you were an apprentice for like 10 to 12 years. So you would work under a master for 10 to 12 years before you'd go on to do your own stuff. 10 to 12 years. You know, we both love uh, the documentary, "Euro Dreams of Sushi, right? And uh, again, you know, "Euro Dreams of Sushi if you're an apprentice there, he doesn't let you touch the rice for two years. Mm. Right. Um, because it's like the rice, making the rice is like the most important part of it. So he's like, dude, you can do all this other stuff. And then at two years, you know, and then people that are allowed to start making a the rice, they're like, yes. Now, look, maybe these are some extremes, right? Like, should you apprentice in fitness for 10 years? No, like, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm giving you a lesson of like, those people though became legendary. Right. and, I, in many ways, still believe I'm apprenticing, right? And I still put myself in positions where I am apprenticing, you know, where, I, where I'm like, I'm the student. I have the student mindset because, again, if I can continue to have this mindset and continue to get better, and you know what's cool, too? When I learn new shit, I'm like, hey, I just did the Alex and the Tara course. I thought I knew a shit ton of, about isometrics, but there's a whole lot of stuff I didn't know. Boom. I got tons of content about isometrics, but guess what I'm doing? I'm studying it, I'm applying it, I'm putting it in new programs, just tons of stuff, right? Because I'm learning that, then I'm learning this, then I'm learning. So I just have so much to share. It's like this journey of mine as I'm sharing and applying, I'm sharing and applying. And if you do that, man, like it it takes time, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You just have to make it a creative habit. And uh, the other thing too, people are like, how the hell do you come up with so much stuff? I said, let me give you a tip and a trick, okay? When you are creative, it creates more creativity. I get creative when I get creative. So here's usually what, it like, give you an example. Christ is like, hey, uh, let's shoot um, Man, I need five core drills, right? And then I'm like, you know, oh, it's been a long way. All right, so I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about, oh, let's do this one. And then while I'm thinking of it, by the end, I got like fucking 30. I got 50. She's like, no, 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 we'll do that next time, right? Because creativity basically spurs those parts to the brain to start working. And now you start connecting the dots and the millions working together. And then you start getting more creative. And it's and it's a creative, that's why it's called a creative habit, right? Because the process actually spurs more. And that's why writers say, listen, when you when you have when you're stuck, just write, write shit write shit it doesn't matter just fucking get it going and the first 15 minutes might be absolute shit that you'd never use but then maybe in an hour you get 20 minutes of good writing in right, right. but the thing is the more that you do it the better it's going to be but you just cannot escape the practice and you have to look at coaching as a practice you have to look at creating content as a practice speaking as a practice being again on camera as a practice and it's going to come down to look I'm, I'm, I look some people have Nature nurture more talent maybe, but I'm telling you right now, read the goldmine effect the book. I look at content the same way as sport. Like the kid that's in Brazil that gets ten thousand hours by the time they're thirteen, man, I got like like. Listen, just go and calculate the hours that I put into videos, and then think about all the videos that are not posted. I mean, I legitimately have ten thousand hours on video, right? So think about when you say like man he's so good on camera it's like i wasn't good but i got 10,000 hours on video catch me you know what i'm saying but like guess what when i when you're at 10,000 i'll be at 50 so that, but that's the that's the mentality though right and look i'm just giving you the formula but first of all if you're on this podcast and you're like you know i just want to be average and mediocre or a little bit above average this is not for you this conversation is not for you what i'm saying is not for you i am speaking to the coaches, to the people that are like, yo, I want to be the top 1%. That's who I'm talking to, right? Because if you're like, uh, oh my God, that seems like a lot of work. That's cool. Hey, no judgment. I'm not even, uh, no, that's fine. But it, it, the problem is, is I hear people tell me how they want that top 1% of stuff, right? The notoriety, the money, the da, da 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 And then it's like, oh my God, that's a lot of work. I just want to practice basketball three times a week for an hour, but I want to be Kobe Bryant. It's like, hate to tell you, but that shit ain't never going to happen. Not even your dreams, right? So it's like, this is just a reality check.
0: It's okay to have you know, boundaries. You know, if you're someone listening who's got a couple of kids and life's a little bit different, a guy like Jason Brown, you know what? You're going to have limits. Berardi talks about this stuff. Brett Bartholomew talks about this stuff. Molly Galbraith talks about this stuff. Goodman. And they got some hard limits. They say no to a lot of stuff so they can do this stuff that's like quarter them. But if anybody listening pays attention you're my media and all the shit we're doing and i look at you and i'm like fuck man i can turn it up a notch because like luca doesn't stop but like they're gonna be dizzy just try to keep up with what we're doing you don't necessarily have to do like that level of stuff you can you can really No, and and here's
1: the thing i actually want to interrupt you on that one a little bit because this is important if you are here i don't know if you're watching the video right and it's like and this is optimal peak level like move the dial right? If, if, if this is a 10 and you're at a two, get it to five and be consistent and amazing things will happen over time. Right? Like in other things too, there's seasons of life. Guess what? what One of my goals is, right? One of my goals is that like, I'm at a point where I'm trying to leverage more things and, you know, and we we can talk about this, but like, I, I, you know, I've been doing small group personal training for 15 years and I legitimately, you know, yes, I'm biased, but like, I, know even from the best of the best in industry that i've seen it saying said like dude this is the best system i've ever seen right but i've literally spent thousands and thousands of hours working it and developing it but now now i'm leveraging it because i'm teaching it right hey here's something that i've done let me teach you so i can go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning and there's sales so that's leverage right i'm leveraging that when i'm writing the book that's going to be out hopefully by the summer i'm leveraging things right like we're leveraging all the work that we built to go speak at events, to have partnerships. So, what I'm, you know, this is the other part of it, which is really important, Andrew, is that when you get to do those things, the snowball, man, it's even though you don't push it, you don't, you, at the beginning, you got to push that, like, you got to push the little snowball and it's work and you got to keep moving and, and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. But then it gets big and then it starts rolling and then it start, it's hard to stop it. And then you have leverage, right? Like, and that, and that's why, when I talk about all the work, it's worthwhile because, you know, you talk about like when you when you have a family and I'll I'll even say like if you have a family now and, and you're getting started, I'll, I'll talk about that, too. But if you don't like you want to get as much leverage as possible so that when you have a family, like you can do a lot of things and still pick the kids up from school and spend more time with them and so on and so forth. And if but if you if you're like in a space where like, well, but I have kids and I'm just kind of. Getting going on this, listen, that's okay. It might look different for you because consistency is most important, right? Consistency is the most important. Turn the dial up and be consistent. So the the person that's going to be a five, you know, five intensity out of 10, but is going to do that for seven to eight years, is going to beat the person that's like a nine out of 10 for a year, fall off, do half a year. The consistency is what matters. And again, there's going to be seasons where you might go, like, you know what? For these next two years. I'm going to go bananas and then I'm going to create some leverage and I'm going to, you know, who, not how, get some people to help me out. I'm going to do the work that I'm best at. And again, you use leverage and you build it up. I mean, look, this is part of the stuff that we teach and we do, but, um, I, I think there is an importance to help, um, uh, anybody understand what's required to achieve certain things because I'm, I'm very, very, very fired up about that. I'm very fired up about going like, look, what you want it's going to take more than what you're giving you know and and to me that's love because and i try to tell that to my friends and my coaches my friends tell me that like what you want you're not doing enough for it you got to be more zoned in you got to be more productive you got to be more consistent you got to put in more hours more effort whatever it may be i want to hear the truth right and i think there's too much of that like no 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 you can do all these amazing things and just do it and it's like No, that's not, that's not true. People are actually hurting you by telling you that I'd rather tell you the truth. And then you can choose whether you, how far you want to take this, how far you want to go, what level you want to be at. That's not for me to decide, but it is for me as a mentor and as a, as a coach and a leader in my businesses to go like, listen, what you want, you're doing this, but this is what you got to do. And you got to do it consistently for a long time. Right. I'm just, I'm telling you that. Right. Because that's love. That's not even tough. Love is love. Tough.
0: Right. And I got excited when you said seasons. Hormozzi keeps using seasons as well. And I'm like, yeah, that speaks to where I am right now. I mean, like, feels like last few years I've been in a season of like, it's nonstop push, work ethic. I might have a point where I'm like, I gotta learn how to shut this shut off a little bit. But for now, this is really important to all the opportunities I'm getting. Now, I did want to come back. So the central thing about this is personal brand development. And one of the things you now have been able to do, you mentioned your small group training program. So I wanted to bring you on here so you could talk a little bit about that because I don't know if we got any uh, you know, gym owners, facility owners, because this is, you know, I believe, you're, you're the guy when it comes to small group training stuff at Vigor Ground, right? You've got that reputation. It's demonstrated. So you've been able to take everything you've built through all your different media and put yourself in a position of authority to where when you drop this thing, guess what? The response is great. When you... And Don and Kelsey, let's talk about uh, the event. I'll be coming to hang out. Um, is it uh, be, shit? I can't even remember the exact title. But becoming a super coach um, in uh, in March. So March eleventh. Yep. Yeah. So shout that stuff out. Tell us what you got with the small group training program.
1: Yeah. So I mean, look. It, you know, I think this connects well into talking about leverage and content, and like when you continue. I mean, I've been sharing small group stuff on YouTube for free on ig for free like literally giving people like this is what i do this how i do it here's the videos of me coaching people like this is real world stuff right and you know i got enough feedback of people like going i love this i taught it at the summit you know when i I taught it to 180 people live at the summit and i got so many messages going like dude this is like it cut down my time of writing programs this is so affecting this makes sense scientifically it's real world it's practical so that's when i was like man, I got to make a course around this. I got to make a product around this, right? So uh, again, if you if you share a ton of value, people are just going to want more of it, right? And I had a goal for a launch and we have, as of right now, I think we launched about two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I think Monday was, I think Monday, so yesterday, yeah, yesterday was two weeks ago. And it's, I mean, it's overachieved. It's crushed, you know, I mean, to a degree where I'm like, whoa. Um, but Again, I think part of that that is everything that we've been talking about. And ironically, you know, our friend Brent, Ben Bruno also did a launch and his launch is crushing, which, you know, he's he's also taken a very long time to come out with it. But like, I'm so proud of the dude, man. And like, and I'm so happy. We're just texting this morning. I was like, dude, this is fucking amazing, right? Like, this is great. Now, to kind of unpack what I just mentioned here, when you get to develop something in a real world. And it's like you've done it so long and you've done it so well that like you then teach it, which I think is your obligation. Right. To me, it's like it's my obligation to teach this. Now I've been teaching it for free, essentially, for a long time. And now I just created a system that's super practical, super, super simple. You know, like it's 12. I literally give people 12 months of my programming. Like it's my whole 2022, all the small group training that I did in a program for 12 months in charts with videos linked to it, the whole shebang. I mean, just that in itself is. I mean, you you calculate what it's worth, but it'll probably take you about 40 hours to write that program. If you're really good at writing programs, by the way, right. Then I have a whole ebook. That's the whole system, how to world, how to coach world-class training sessions, the DNA of it, how to run orientations, how to do strategy sessions, the way that I break down the organization of running the small group, how to launch it, market it, promote it. And, and I'm doing starting, uh, depending on when this podcast launches, but like I'm doing four weeks of live training. Uh, like every week, 90 minutes of live training, breaking down each one of those things so that there's even, I would say, more, you know, step-by-step directions on how to use it. And like we got currently, this is what's so wild, right? Because obviously I can see where people are buying from. Right now, 40% of all the purchases, I mean, dude, I'm looking at right now, Luxembourg, Spain, Israel, Norway, Slovenia, Slovenia, Croatia, United Kingdom, Canada. I mean, it's almost half of this The stuff is from around the world. Uh, and it's not—it's probably about fifty percent gym owners, fifty percent coaches, you know. And we're getting like obviously small group personal training. I believe is the best way to impact a lot of people with a with a with a training program that can do strength, muscle building, and conditioning because that's how it's broken down. And they where you can really make a incredible revenue stream. Uh, and be more profitable. And here's what it does for a lot of folks, right? It it prevents you from burning out. Now, look, I'm going to give you an example, right? If you're a one-on-one, semi-private trainer, which I think that's great, but I'm going to give you the exact, I'm going to let you know what we do here and what we've done in Slovenia and like hundreds of people that have taught this in their gyms, okay? So our group is up to 16 people. It goes three days a week, right? So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, right? So if you have a group that's three times a week, with 16 people. Okay. So that's 16 people, our our price point, which I think for most people in the US, the price point should be somewhere between two ninety nine to like 350-ish. We're, we're like 317 to 347. Which means that if you have two groups that are full, that's six hours a week of coaching with 32 clients. Now, if you don't have as big of a space, you can do 10, 12, 12 people per, but let's say you can have 16, 32 clients. Okay, so what's 32 clients times just 317 if they sign up for a year? I can give you numbers for that. It's about one one hundred twenty-one thousand dollars, right? So in six hours per week, you're doing one hundred twenty-one k. Okay, so my point being is, like, would you do just that? Well, I mean, you could, but now, how much, how many less clients would you have to take on in a semi-private setting or a one-on-one setting to deliver? Right? You see what I'm saying? So if you had three classes and they they had ten people in, you're still doing nine hours and doing one hundred twenty k a year. Now, if you have coaches under you, then I mean, shit, profit margins—you already know. So the and the thing is. I did this, right? I started doing it 14 plus years ago because I was like, man, our large group training is about 200 bucks a month. But as soon as you do two times a week semi, it's like 450 to 500. So a lot of people can't afford this, but man, I still want them to do strength training. So I launched small group and, and the first time we launched it was something called Formation. So it was like an eight week program for men. And like, we got 23 people into that thing loved it and then 14 of those guys signed up into an ongoing thing that was you know strength camp strength camp is our all guys small group then we have stronger all women's then we have mixed ones right and the point being was i was like holy shit like in one false we we did a front-end offer launch and then we had 14 people and it was at that and that was two. i think we're charging 275 but it was still it was like basically like 48 grand a year boom off of one back end and i was like holy shit right so you can see how like for any coach from a standpoint of like, do you want to have bigger impact, make more money, and cut down your hours, right? And even replace it. Like, if you went like, "Hey, I'm, I could actually, for the 18 people that I'm, you know, coaching, I could literally make the same amount of money doing six hours per week in small group, so I'd still keep a bunch of clients, right?" So there's a lot
0: of ways that you can do this, right? You freeze up the time to do all the other shit that we're talking about, right? Because that's one of the yeah. I'm up against now. Because I'm mm-hmm. one man show, and there's all these things that I want to build out. Another aspect of this is like what you did, with, uh Ben did, uh, the free program that I just put out for my email lead magnet. Once you do it, you've always got it. You've built the resource. It's always there. And right now I'm looking at, I got I to gotta get a, on a call with my, my guy, Rico, Rico Incarnati, because I got to talk about video. You're talking about how important video is. I have not really dominated on video. I need to lean more into video. There's so many opportunities where you do the same thing, throw it up on Instagram. Yeah, TikTok, if you want to mess around with that thing. Uh, YouTube shorts is probably one of the smartest places to be, you know, the longer pieces can go on YouTube. There's so much opportunity for this stuff. Clearly everybody's saying, and I'm noticing like Facebook reels, like they do super well, right? I haven't been doing that personally, but I see people are doing good with this stuff. So you create a little bit of that room. And in my case, I've been hiring and outsourcing people to do specific things that I can't do. I hired a kid to come and film a whole video library with me just to have me book it and do it more efficiently. He did it up, looks good, slapped up on my YouTube. And yes, sometimes I feel like I'm over, you know, feel overwhelmed trying to do everything. I try to be strategic, but I'm still doing a whole bunch of key things well, and it's really blown up to the point where I can now strategically choose. Okay, public speaking—that one I'm leaning hard into because that one's going really well. The podcast is always there. The in-person coaching is definitely paying the bills and then some. And uh, you know, there's a few other things that I'm going to keep. And the social media blew the fuck up, which is great.
1: And now, go ahead, because I was going to say I, w- I want to help you streamline some of this stuff because this is what I'm working on in a lot of different ways, too. So, by the way, and for anybody listening, okay, let me because I, I want to create frameworks in your head. Okay, I want to create frameworks in your head. So what is it? So if you sign up one personal training client, if you're a one-on-one personal training client, if you're a semi-private, uh, like, again, one semi-private twice a week for us is about 500 bucks a month, 475 500 So if I signed up one client, you can get a full-time 40-hour week video person from the philippines for about 600 bucks okay so, so what you could do is you can shoot a video now there is a, there's a little bit of a testing here of course meaning you got to test them out if they're good you work well together uh but here's the deal like we're with me and krebs we're using that with you know, grow your gym in, in in certain aspects and it's doing really well so you send a video and you go like hey look i want you to make this video square for facebook right I want this one vertical for reels and I want this one vertical for YouTube shorts. And I want it to look like this. Okay, this one's gonna be a long form content for YouTube. Can you put in all these little images, give them an example, right? So now you shot two videos, you can put it on five to six different platforms. But the thing is you just send it out, give instructions and the better that they get that they know your flow, right, kind of like what Ty- I like. this is what I do with Tyler. But again, even, even Tyler, who's my video editor, by the way, guys, when I say Tyler, that's my video editor from the US, he's a savage. He was like, look, man, get get the guy from the Philippines and I'll train him on how to do the reels, this, that, the other, right? So my point being is that like, what if you could have a full-time video person for 600 bucks a month? Now you don't need a camera person. If you had one, great. But like, look at this phone, right? This phone right here, like this camera on this phone, if you bought it four to five years ago, it cost over $3,000, right? If you bought a camera, now it's in your damn phone, okay? So all you need to do is like literally post the damn phone up whether you go you know, horizontal for YouTube, vertical for a lot of the social channels, and you you block out, I don't know, two times a week for an hour and a half or do 30 minutes per day, and you got a shit ton of content. But what I'm trying to tell you is that because people get in their head, oh, my God, I don't have the time, the money. I don't... Listen, you can get somebody from the Philippines to work for you full time, full time, 40 hours a week doing that shit. So don't – you know what I'm saying? Like be smart and strategic and go like I'm going to hustle this week, get two new clients. Boom! I just hired a fucking person on my team now that can create like all the editing stuff that you hate doing on it. Now, another part here too, because I'm on a riff and I'm caffeinated, so we're just gonna go with it, okay? And <laughs> like, it's for instance, I'm just gonna give done. you guys like shit that's been working for me, and like how quickly you can adjust it. So if you guys go on my on my IG, you'll you'll see that lately I've been putting up videos where I'm doing a voiceover, like coaching somebody an exercise or showing an exercise or even me myself doing it and then there's subtitles really nicely flowing through it by the way those are killing so what i do is i shoot a video um, remember you're coaching people all day long so you got tons of content right how to correct form exercises that you like methods like overcoming isometrics yielding isometrics sprint specific isometrics whatever right and i said short, sure, 30 seconds to 60 seconds 90 at most and what i do is i Basically, you chop it up in Video Shop, which is an app you can get for free or pay like forty bucks for a year. And in Video Shop, then I just go through the video, press the audio, and I record over it. So I talk over it. Okay. Then I take that audio and the video, and I just put it up in Reels and click the captions button, and Instagram will create the captions for you automatically. And and the thing is, you could make I'm not, I'm not shitting you guys. Listen, you could block out a half an hour, be prepped, and you could probably make eight to ten videos in that time frame, the, the fast, the, the thing is, the more you do it, the faster you get. So I could be like legitimately, I don't know, on a couch waiting for somebody in five minutes, boom, I create a piece of content. One of them has like 70,000 views on reels, right? Did not find I was at home, I, uh, I went to my girl, I said, hey, look, will you shoot these like eight exercises that I do every morning, six to eight from my movement hygiene, shot them, I'm eating breakfast, I'm audioing over, pops off, goes nuts, right? I don't know how many likes uh, follows this, that, the other. My point being is I want to show you that you're wrestling in your head pretending like this is impossible thing that you can't do, and it's bullshit. The story is bullshit. You can do it. Now, I want you to also make sure that you don't mix up this idea about that all of a sudden, you know, I'm a content creator. I'm spending six hours a day doing this shit. No, your, your number one priority is coach your clients, Like, again, remember what client means. Client means to be under somebody's care, right? So serve them, coach them, guide them, get them results, right? Have them be fucking really, really happy, create a great experience because that's going to be the the foundation of everything that you do. And then the stuff that you do with those clients, teach it then through content on social media, which whatever channel you want to choose or multiple channels you want to choose. Start somewhere and then build it back up. And then you know what? Keep doing that. And then let's talk in two years and hopefully you listen to this podcast and two years from now, you're like, I listened to what you said. Holy shit. My business is growing. My audience is growing. I'm speaking now, I'm selling online stuff, whatever it may be, but it's going to take time, but follow this. Cause this shit is blueprint type stuff. I'm telling you guys, like this is, this is, again, I will not talk about stuff that I don't do. If I'm talking about real estate it's because I'm making real estate deals. If I'm talking about this is because I'm doing it. I will not talk about shit that I'm not doing Right. And there's too much of that. So make sure that you, ch- you check. Check the people that you're following and ask yourself, do they have what I want? Like, do they have what I want and have they kept what I want? Right? Do I have the body I want? Have they kept it for three to five years? Do I have money? How do they make their money? Do I do, do I like the way that they make their money? They're doing it with gusto, with passion, with purpose. Do have they made these deals? Have they made they have, they have a great relationship? Ask yourself that because you'll cut out all the shit of advice of people that aren't doing the real stuff. Okay, I get pretty amped up, man.
0: I you have to I come out go for another hour if I had the time. You got a busy day too. So I'll I'll throw this out. So anybody who wants to be around our energy, especially all this stuff, and get to see you talk. We are both speaking at Raise the Bar March 24th through 26th in Dallas, Texas. Go hang out with us. Then I'll be just hanging out when you and Don Saladino and Kelsey Heenan, Dennis Heenan, right? Just add on the podcast, go back and listen to them. They're great. They're awesome people. Uh, come hang out at vigor with us March 11th for uh, it, what's it called becoming a super coach
1: become a super coach vigor March 11th it's a one day full blown day event and we are riffing basically just to break down what it is look in person first part of the day is like helping you build your book of business how to be the best coach how to present yourself how to stand out how to differentiate how to like be packed with clients and have a waiting list that's the first part of the day the second part of the day Is how to build your online brand, how to build your online presence and then be able to monetize it. We've all done that in some way. Uh, Again, like between the three of us, our experience is pretty wild. Don's had a gym for a long time. You know, now he does multiple seven figures online. So does Kelsey. I continue to have, I have two gyms and we have multiple online businesses that that are (laughs) are functioning at a high level. Right. And so you're you're learning all of that. And then we're doing workshop based at the end of the day, training together, doing a group dinner. We got a whole bunch of goodies and surprises. The this, this stuff's going to be bananas, by the way. So I would highly recommend that if you're like, yo, I want to make 2023 and like skyrocket right past everybody else. So oh, there's a lot of other events that we're speaking at, but those two are the ones coming up that I think are are the ones that we really want to kind of shine a light on.
0: Agree. Yeah. And then <clears throat> we'll have some more stuff later in the year. I know you're speaking at uh, Kevin Deneen's event in St. Louis in April. So keep your eyes open on that if you're near St. Louis. And then obviously, I won't, I'll be stepping on the gas on promoting Evolve Canadian Strength Symposium once this cluster of stuff is all done. I got a bunch of other speaking thing, And that's going to be October 13th and 14th. So uh, I'm just hungry for this shit. I like going to all of it. If, if I could just teleport to all these things, I'd be at one every single fucking weekend. But I'll- I know. But um, we'll make the one in uh, Imogen really special. And as I said, you're speaking. Uh, we, I, I'll publicly announce the lineup otherwise pretty soon. But it's uh, it's a killer event, Luca. Thanks, man, for coming on. Last thing, tell people where to find you on, online.
1: Hey, I want a couple. I actually just want to do a shout out one thing for all the all the listeners on on his show. Uh, if you want small, if you go to lucaholsovar.com uh you can get small group personal training mastery. And if you go to coupon code and put in Capital letters, Coach Luca. So all capital, all together, Coach Luca. Uh, you get 100 bucks off a small group of personal training mastery. So just for all the listeners of the show. But otherwise, I mean, the best place is to find me. Honestly, on Instagram, I kind of share everything through there. So that's at Luca Hosovar. So L U K A H O C E V A R. Same thing on YouTube. If you go on YouTube and just plug in Luka Hosovar, I pop up. Um, and then uh, the Vigor Life podcast, which obviously uh full full throttle on that one uh right now loving the guests i have coming on it's great conversations um i mean if you're a coach it's definitely for you even if you're not a coach it's definitely for you but uh, that's vigor life podcast which is now also on so it's on itunes it's on spotify it's on soundcloud it's on um stitcher all that good stuff so you can find out on those places
0: yeah shoot should be a message i'll send you the link to the episode i did because that one was just dynamite so that's my favorite conversation i've had anywhere this one is right there, up there with it. This is why I bring you on. I hope everybody's following you, diving into your stuff. You've been a massive influence on my career. And anybody who's been following me, well, guess what? You guys have kind of noticed what's been going on. So I'm proud of this stuff. And if you plug in, and you spend time around people like Luca, like Don, whose energy is hard work. And the big thing with you guys, and I think this is probably the most pivotal thing, and it's why I like Hormozy too is it breaks your limiting beliefs. You're just around people who are doing bigger scale shit and you stop getting stuck in this little fucking box that we think is the only way that it ever was. And no, man, there's so much more out there you can possibly do with your career. And just come hang out with us at uh, Raise the Bar and or Becoming a Super Coach and you're going to get immersed in that stuff. It's changed my career. Thanks, Luca, man. Always appreciate you.
1: My pleasure, brother. Thanks for having me on.